In Luke 9, Jesus says, starting at verse 23, And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? And then Jesus said in verse 26, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. That verse 26 happens to me frequently. If I speak that scripture that the Holy Spirit gives me, then I really might suffer loss. I might lose the friendship of the person to whom I'm speaking. But if I'm ashamed of what God has said, he'll be ashamed of me. So we take up our cross, which is to speak that scripture. I broke a hip in 2018, had to have surgery, and badly broke an arm, and it had to be reconstructed, basically, as a result of the things God told me. I ended up moving from Texas, where I was living alone, to Colorado to live with another member of the body of Christ. She had a neighbor who was likely lesbian. She had been warned several times by God concerning this neighbor. At one point, the neighbor just point blank asked me, do you support gays and lesbians? Now, I never call them gays. I call them homosexuals, what they are. But she called them gays and lesbians. That just sounds so much better to people. And I said, well, I don't think so. And then I gave her the scriptures on the subject of homosexuals and lesbians. Of course it might offend her, but it also might save her. And usually we don't know whether they will be saved or whether they will depart from us and turn on us or even persecute us in some way. Take up your cross and follow Jesus, the Word. In Romans 1, verse 16, Paul says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 
For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And then it begins to talk about homosexuals and lesbians in Romans chapter 1. So I sent this to this woman. Let's start at verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And so many people do that on the subjects of this world. Adultery, abortion, fornication, homosexuals and lesbians. They profess themselves to be wise and they mock the scriptures and they make fun of the scriptures and call them old-fashioned and they do what they want to do. But if they hear a scripture and say, I guess we better not do that anymore, they could be saved. My mother did that on the subject of horoscopes. I was at her home one time, and I read uh, Deuteronomy 18, a portion of that, to my mother. She had always loved horoscopes. When I was a child, she would go to the drugstore and buy the monthly horoscope book and read me my daily horoscope. After I was born again, I read this scripture to her in Deuteronomy 18 where God forbids us to do such things. She became very quiet after I finished reading. And then she said, Well, I guess we'd better not do that anymore. At that second, she was born again, changed. I received a letter from my uncle saying, Your mother has changed. She's really changed. Concerning the writing about homosexuals and lesbians in Romans 1, what God thinks, what God has to say about homosexuals and lesbians, and this is all we need, is what God tells us. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies, between themselves. That's Romans 1, verse 24. He goes on to say, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. That's verse 26 of Romans 1. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. 
And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. That is Romans chapter 1. I sent this scripture to that woman. I didn't hear anything from her. There's no evidence at all that she has changed. She's a Catholic woman and attends a Catholic church. On a television news program a few years ago, I heard the Catholic Pope say, I don't see anything wrong about being a homosexual. And I literally screamed at the television screen and said, what about the Bible? But if a homosexual or lesbian sees this scripture and agrees with it and sees that they are committing sin, God has shown them their sin by the Holy Spirit and caused them to be born again and they turn from their sin and don't do that anymore. They are the church, and they will be saved if they continue in the truth of the scriptures, just as an adulteress would be saved if she acknowledged her sin and never did that again, or a drunkard would be saved if he had not acknowledged it as a sin and turned from it. Or a fornicator would be saved. Fornication is a very serious sin. Paul says that, he says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man can do is without the body, but he who committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. That is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I think it's verse 18, maybe. At the time of sexual intercourse, the two people become one flesh. And Paul warns the men about having sex with a prostitute because he said, are you going to take a prostitute, a harlot, and make her the member of the body of Christ? God forbid Don't you know that at the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh? Flee fornication. He says all of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Well, if a man who's committing fornication sees the sin and knows it's a sin and turns from doing that and refuses to do that, he'll be saved if he continues in the word of God to the end of his life. In 1 Corinthians 5, there was a man who was committing fornication, and the apostle Paul told him what to do about this. He didn't say pray for that man, and he didn't say counsel him. He said, Deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the Spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. 
what you do with such a person is put him out of the church. Don't keep company with him. And if you don't have the power to put him out of the church, then what I did is I just left that church group when I found our Sunday school teacher was committing fornication. He admitted it to me when I questioned him. And I said to him, oh, you know the Bible as well as I do. I can't come to your Sunday school class. I can't keep company with you at all. And he said, that's right. There was no shame. There was no anger. It was just a fact. Verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 5, Paul says, But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner, with such a one know not to eat. Paul says God will judge the world, but you must judge that one that is called a brother. Them that are without God judgeth. Verse 13. So we don't judge the world, but if they call themselves a Christian, we judge it. And he says, Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Why would he be a wicked person? The world does these things, and they don't know the Bible, and they don't know the will of God very often, and they don't know it's a sin. But that one who calls himself a brother takes a step into wickedness because he knows the Bible. He knows fornication's a sin. He knows these things are sin. So you don't counsel him or pray for him. You put him away from you. And hopefully God will destroy his flesh so that he may be saved in the day of the Lord. If his flesh is destroyed, he might stop doing those things and turn to God in real repentance and have his soul saved. And you certainly want that to happen. But it won't happen by counseling him because he already knows the truth and he willfully turned from the truth of the Bible to the sin. And that is a very serious action because basically Hebrews chapter 10 says if they sin willfully, there is no more sacrifice for sin. If they sin willfully after the knowledge of the truth, there is no more sacrifice for sin for they would be crucifying the Son of God afresh. That is in Hebrews 10, starting at verse 26. So the real hope for them is that you put them away from you and their flesh is destroyed so that they can be saved and repent before they die. Let's read once more Luke chapter 9 what it says to us, starting at verse 23. 
Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You go through this life and the Holy Spirit reminds you of a scripture when you're talking to another person. Share that scripture. Follow the Holy Spirit. You may say, well, but I can't share at work these things. They might fire me. What I do is say, this is what the Bible says. And I share that. Because it's not you. It's God saying these things that man might be saved. When I write about homosexuals and lesbians, I write, this is what the Bible says, and quote the scriptures. I don't just say I'm against it. I say this is what the Bible says. And because of that, no, I don't approve it. I can't approve it. And the same thing I would say about drunkenness. There are certain people today in medical circles who want to say it's a disease. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible lists drunkenness as one of the works of the flesh. That is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Start reading at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, going along with things that other people do because it's approved by man today, failing to renew themselves to the Bible. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and right word of God. Abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. They will not inherit the kingdom of God unless they repent and turn from these sins. We know the sins because we have, a, have it in the Bible to show us the sins. And in many of us, it's planted in our heart to know that this is a sin. So take up your cross daily. If the Holy Spirit reminds you of something when you are with another person, speak that scripture. Speak that example. Share what God has done with you if you are reminded of that by the Holy Spirit. Trust God for your provision. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.